that ass only We the best in the world You hear me? You hear me son? Best damn podcast ever Let's get it That ass only We don't say no cap We don't say no cap This is that ass only pod Three peas in a pod Jai and Josh Talking music From hip hop to R&B Not NBA 2 That NFL 2 Now y'all looking for opinions We giving it that ass. And you're, and we are back with episode two, four, season two mark. of the Das Only Podcast. I am your host, Ja. I'm here with my grimy crimeys, my cohorts, my partners in crime, Mr. Oh My. Josh, a.k.a. Josh, a.k.a. Joshua, a.k.a. Joshua Dominus. <laughs> and the incomparable, the always agitated. And always agitated. Always agitated. What's that supposed to mean? That right there. <laughs> and this is the that's, only the, the, the... that's Only Podcast. This is the first episode since... This is our first recording since the bubble has started. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know about y'all. I have enjoyed the bubble immensely. Immense SAT word for you. <laughs> all it's the games great. have been. All the games have been. It felt. It feels like the level of play has been raised. Yeah, it it really it has. To see, even with the lower talent, unlike yesterday, you know, or the, me not counting like the Wizards. Of it shouldn't game. be there. Yeah, the Wizards shouldn't be there for sure. But other than that, every game has been competitive. Oh, except for the Nets game yesterday, too, against Boston. But every game has been competitive. And I feel like it's because no crowd is there, so it's not really any advantage. You're playing in open gym. Basically. So you know what happens in open gyms. Anything can happen. So uh, I agree with Josh on that. Like, this bubble with no crowd, the virtual crowd, is pretty much just running a pickup game with a thousand times the intensity but these are professional hoopers like it's always easier when you get that open gym kind of feel because you don't have to worry about hecklers in the crowd the ape just the audio all the little things that go into making an arena arena you're just going out there to hoop and that's what they've been doing like their whole lives yeah. so the intensity is going to raise up for y'all to know this I'm going to just put this little tidbit out there the dream team lost to college players in an open gym so anything can happen. Yeah, facts. That's also why I do agree with y'all. Like the fact that it's an open gym and no one has like their crowd cheering for them and, and their gym and the comfortability that does change things. But I also do think the biggest reason why this is a great, I guess, tournament you could call it the eight games is because the eight worth teams are eliminated. We don't have to see any of the bad teams. There is no, there's no one who kind of like we could argue against the um the. The Nets and um, who's the other team that and the Wizards and only the Nets because KD and Kyrie not there. But um, he was the NBA champions for one day before yesterday. (laughs) The Bucks with G Leaguers. How you the NBA champions, but you didn't beat the NBA champions? What you mean? (laughs) (laughs) That was y'all NBA championship. You mean? Yes, that was their version of it. But I'm just saying. That was a great game. But I was just saying, I do think that the, re- the reason the level of play is raised is because there's no bad teams. We're not forced to watch the Knicks play the Bulls 
all the Knicks play anybody. All the Bulls play anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, no offense to the teams that didn't make it to the bubble. There's offense. no filler. Offense. There's no, there's no Full filler. Offense. Full offense to my team. Full offense to them. This, this is- <laughs> bubble is like watching an anime and skipping all the filler episodes and sticking to the shit that's came. Oh, this, because- this, uh, the, the bubble's been Afro Samurai? Just like... <laughs> Nine episodes of murder. This fight. The fight. That's right. This is going to be eight games of straight up hell for all these things. Honestly, one punch man and shit. <laughs> Absolutely, no filler. Fuck the filler. We're going to go right. straight to the teams that matter. The regular season is Dragon Ball Z, and the bubble is um is Dragon Ball um Super. Absolutely, <laughs> we don't got time to talk. Yeah, because <laughs> we give it action. <laughs> exactly, but no, I do think removing the bad teams. Was um, and I think there's a way for the NBA to do this. Like, I don't, I'm not saying like remove them, but like maybe post All Star game, say you get the game like 65 of the year or whatever, you clip off the bad teams, the team that the bottom eight or maybe the bottom 10, and you put them in the shitty team tournament and they play there for seeding. Like, you want, oh, you want the one seed? No, play yourself into position with the other shitty teams to get the one seed. And then you let, the top 20 go out there and do what they do, play good basketball. So you're saying let the, the teams who've been mathematically eliminated play for the pick? Pretty much. Like, um, I would say, oh, and like maybe not math, but maybe like they change and change the rules to like, okay, if you don't have this many wins by this point in the season, you are in this tournament. You know what I mean now? And it would change tanking because no one would actually want to be that bad where they had no chance to be the one seed to get the number yeah. one pick. So it would raise level of play in the basketball. And then we would have this again. We would have the best teams in the league playing every night. And then the act- then getting the one seed would have some actual, like, significance behind it. You wouldn't just suck and get it. You would have and to play. And we're not, we're not going to act like seeing two bad teams play each other is entertaining. You could have Because it. I've seen many good, te- many good games between two shitty teams went down to the wire, OT, and all of that. That's all right. So... It would just ra- it would it would make everyone have a reason to want to be good, because e- you don't want to be that bad. <laughs> yeah, every and every, every player every player has that pride. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have an issue playing for the first pick though. Why? It'll kind of, like the, so you're saying the winner of that tournament would would have the best odds to the first pick, not the first oh, okay. pick. You would get the best odds to the first pick. Okay, that's fair. So that's you, fair. Yeah. But I kind of feel like it rewards teams that in the middle of the pack. Because if you're right. too trash to make the playoffs, but you're too good to be the number one pick or a lottery pick, like top five pick. Oh, would you, but would you rather um, reward the team who has, has like climbed to the middle or the team that's just dwelling at the bottom? They're trying to win, clearly. You know what I mean? They They're want to win. missing that one piece. They're missing that one piece. They should have the best rights to it. Because what, what that will create is like, so who's like the best team that's not in the playoffs right now? Like a team that's like, you feel like, oh, if they playoffs, had somebody. If they I had somebody. Right, right now, now the best would. team. Not, not in the bubble? Not in the bubble. I mean, not in the playoffs, not in the bubble. The best team that's not in the bubble is probably... I'm kind of going to state out because they don't count. Yeah. So the Hornets... Maybe Hornets, maybe. Um, it's probably a Western Conference team. Let's look. Let's run our eyes over the West real quick. How they put all them niggas in the bubble? Now nah, Minnesota, Minnesota. Um, just like with Cat or whoever, or like yeah, Charlotte, because Charlotte got four more wins than Minnesota. Exactly. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just saying, like, like the Bulls, any of these teams, the Knicks, any of these teams who like actually got like, there's a lot of teams that if they got the number one pick, 
they would have a shot. Like a shot now. Okay, next year, the league going to be different. But you know the league of business, though. And they, I, I feel you. I feel you. As, as, a, as a fan, that would be dope. But as a business person, like, those teams that's in the bottom of the barrel got to get uplifted some way. Somehow. But how, do, how does that affect the business? Because I'm only giving you... I'm only giving you more motivation to make that team better. I'm not saying you have to make them the NBA champion. Make them able to compete with the bad teams to get the number one pick. Like, if you can't make a team compete against the other bad teams, you should not have that team. And here's here's a perfect example. A report just came out earlier today that the Bulls want to keep Jim Boylan. Players don't like Jim Boylan. Is that his first name? It doesn't, but you see what they're doing. They trying to save money. Bad franchises should not be rewarded with good players. Yes, and this is coming from those guys. Yeah, those guys when they get those number one overall pick or second overall pick or third yada yada, they ruin some of these guys' careers. Fuck it up. True, that's true. It depends I'm, on the situation. Hey, I'm a Knicks fan, so no one would benefit more from just bad teams getting lottery picks. But I think you need to force <laughs> these people, you know, one, you know what I'm saying? But you, you need to force, force, force them to fucking work. Like, force them to work. You can't keep doing this. This is ridiculous. Like, I do feel like the bubble has opened up some kind of um, avenue to this, and we should, we should look for, towards it. So in terms of bubble talk, who has been you guys's is that how you say that? You guys is? You guys? Whatever. You guys. How, who's been you guys' favorite? Favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? I ain't got a degree and you want to tell me how to talk. Shut up, Ant. I was asking Josh, another degreeless man. Fuck out of here. I was trying to help. We don't want your help. Oh, educated ass. Yeah, um, yeah what's the question? Who's your favorite? Who's been, who's been your favorite team during this bubble so far? Who's, who have you enjoyed the most? Um, I have my answer, so I'll just start and give you guys time to think. For me, it has to be the Portland Trailblazers because of all the teams that are fighting for that bottom spot, they've been fighting the hardest. Like every night, it seems like even when they're out of a game, you're like, nah, Dame, CJ, Melo, Gary Trent Jr., let's talk about him. That boy been hooping. Gary Trent Jr. shooting threes like Ray Allen. Like he's knocking them bitches down. So I would say Portland would have been my favorite watch because like their games go down to the wire. They got three guys that you trust with the ball. Like, I don't trust Melo as much of creating his own play anymore, but when Dame or CJ catch him on, like, a, a driving kick, man, to me, right now, there's no scarier driving kick player than Melo. Like, in a big moment, because you know he been he, – like, I want this. I want to hit this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this. what I do. And he's hit their three biggest shots of the, the bubble so far. He hit the two shots against New Orleans, the one to, get, to tie the game, other one to take the lead. Oh, no. One to bring him within, I think, two – or three, and the other one that tied again in San to overtime, you know? Like, he really been balling out. Dame been balling. And Dame was saying, like, I don't want to come as you give us a reason to play. And they showed, all right, that gave us a reason to play. Now we really playing. And they healthy again. So in terms of the most talented team at the bottom, I think they're the most talented team at the bottom. And I think of all the bottom teams, they give the Lakers the best run. So Portland's been my team to watch because they're playing for the most right now. What about you, Josh? Who you got? Who's been your favorite team? Your favorite bubble team? My favorite team. It's gonna come to surprise to a lot of people. Um, I got the Rockets. Ooh, yeah, they have been balling and they they've been um, playing gritty basketball. There's been a lot of close games they've been in. And every time I come home for work, you know, they're always the last game. So that's the one I've I've been watching them a lot. But 
um that game against the Mavericks was a very great game, high scoring, but it was a good game. When they they surprised the Bucks, it was a good game. The game they lost to the Trailblazers, it was a good game also. All their games have been close to that. So that's why I picked them. So and they've come out top. I'm I'm really surprised by even though Westbrook is shooting horrible from the free throw line. Westbrook looks more mature in the in the spaced out system. So everybody was right about that. If you just give him shooters, he'll be better. And um he's been making smarter decisions. James Harden, you know, the time off was is great for him because he's not tired anymore. But that, that's my team right and there. And he like he lost a lot of weight. Yeah. But and another thing with the Rockets that been really impressive with them is they're getting out rebounded and um outscored points in the paint by a ridiculous margin every night. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. I think they were out rebounded by like almost 25, 30 rebounds the other night mm-hmm. and they were in the game the entire night. That that shows that they really scrapping. They scrapping every night. PJ Tucker deserves a fucking pay raise. <laughs> the running the running gun system is really helping them. Oh, Okay. The reason why I picked the Rockets is because they helped my team out to beat the Bucks. Mm, we'll get Shout to out that. to the Rockets, man. We'll get to that later, man. But <laughs> most definitely, the Rockets have been a great watch. Um, they shooters, man. What's that kid? House? Something house. Daniel House. Daniel house. Boy, what's, he got the flamethrower from three. I know. Better than Robert Covington. Bro, he don't miss. <laughs> like, it feel like it don't matter who around him. And, um... What's the other dude? They got another um, ex. Is that Ben McLemore? Is Ben McLemore on the yeah, event? Yeah, ex king. Yeah, he he be knocking his two down when he in the game. They really got pieces that really fit them. Um, this is just something to throw in the air. Draymond would look really good on this team. Um, next guy, who what? What's your um, your team, Ant? You know I got to go with this man. The Cinderella story of the bubble so far. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of his, his light skinned brethren. That's facts. I got to stick up for the light skin delegation, man. Light skin. <laughs> we here. We here. We, we stay loyal. Um, we stay loyal. We stay loyal. Devin Booker's been hooping, and he's been finding a way. Not solely him. I know DeAndre Ian had some really good games, but between everything, I think there's still no no Ubre, right? He's still out. Yeah, he's Ubre's still out. Uber is still out. So it's been on Devin Booker and, and somewhat of Aiden and the rest of that Suns team to really pick up to slack. And honestly, none of us really had Phoenix doing what they're doing at the moment at this point. I think at the midway point of the bubble. Um, I'm just good. I'm just happy that they're showing fight because they could have laid down like Washington did and just been like here for no reason. <laughs> that is, that's the facts. But it's good to see that they're outdoing the Kings. They're outdoing the, some of the teams that we thought they're keeping on par with around the same with the fucking Pelicans. So they're they're hooping. You just like said they're running, like they're like they're on the same par. Like they're not that far away in record. Oh, like they're in the mix for the AC. Like hot garbage. We'll get it, to it, them next. Cause my thing is, which I feel like is going to lead into like one of the next topics is like this is definitely something for the Pelicans to lose and the Grizzlies to lose. Like that AC spot is the, for those two teams to lose because. It was pretty much a two-team race the whole year between them two. So to see it come back from the Blazers or the Suns, yeah, but just to see the Blazers or the Suns take it, that would mean a little bit more because it's been a Ja and Zion show the whole year, and Zion only played 19. Of all the teams that benefited from the the hiatus, 
no one benefited more than Portland. Portland got healthy. They got all mm-hmm. their big dogs back. Melo got skinny. And, like, that team is a team of really confident guys. You know Dame sees himself as one of the best players in the league. Carmelo probably still, like, in his head, like, I may not be one of the best, but I can still go at it with them. I'm still Melo. Yep. CJ ain't, like, well, except for last year in the Western Conference Finals, he don't look afraid, afraid of moments. The the crazy thing about the Blazers to me is they still – you said they got healthy, which they did. They still missing two key pieces, Trevor Reza and Ronnie Hood. Yeah. Just imagine if those guys were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's just – hopefully testament. next year they, will, they won't be in this position. Yeah. Um, and hopefully next year Melo's still there. Nah. You know who you're going back to, right? Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm a, I would much rather him be in Portland. Yeah, me too. But. Where's he going? He's going he coming, he coming back to the Knicks. He's coming home. He's coming home. Again. <laughs> He's coming back, bro. Why are you laughing? Why is that a joke? <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing? What's so funny about that? Yo, next topic, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know Mel is coming to us, you know. <laughs> no, it's not like something that I'm saying. That has been the word within the media that Leon Mello wants to go there. back. Yeah, he wanna finish his career there. I would like I would like for him to stay in Portland and probably win something. But hey, you won't come home. You won't come home. I got something to say, but I'm gonna leave that for Joshua Domus. He's not here today. Joshua Domus, he's not here. He, he what happened? He busy? Yeah. He had other he had other clients? He's getting he he's doing um a very extreme Twitter search on a lot of things right now. So Oh, so all right. He working OT right now. Yeah. All right, so we'll get Josh Adamas on the next episode. And hopefully the next time we see Josh Adamas, he can ask, tell us why is Zion still out of shape and why they still load manager him? Because okay. I know Josh Adamas got the answers. So right. this, this leads us in clearly to our Pelican segment. Um, all right, question number, first thing first. Everyone felt that the NBA set this bubble up in the way it set it up for the New Orleans Pelicans to make the playoffs and have to play LeBron and the Lakers in the first round. Are we, do we all agree that that's pretty much why the NBA set it up this way? Yes. We uh, talked about this. We talked about the Pelicans having the easiest schedule in the bubble a couple episodes ago. Uh, we, all thought it, we all thought it was a fix. We all assumed that I don't want to be like hindsight 2020. We all thought that since the Pelicans had the easiest schedule, that they would be in a better position that they are in right now. Yes, I concur. They had the easiest schedule, but they also have the most overweight superstar in the league. So, superstar. Well, superstar. no, but, well, budding star. I wouldn't call him a superstar yet because when he, we, we did see when he got to play in that game against who was it that they beat and Zion went crazy in the fourth quarter when he's got started cooking. They only got one. They only got one win. New Orleans? Yeah, he got one win. So whoever that one win was against, I can't remember right now. He played well. But... The Zion thing, man. Oh, hot take. Are we saying it? Say it. It's not really a hot take, because I think people are going to see this coming in the the next two years. Zion is going to be... He's going to ask for a trade out there, bro. They baby him too much. You don't think he's happy? Bro. He, and I don't feel like he's out of shape like like you think so because you call everybody fat. 
So uh, <laughs> you do. It's every episode yeah. he has only he calls somebody fat. Why Let's you bring up the facts, no, guys? It's not somebody, bro. It's Zion, bro, <laughs> and you. He called Zion fat. He called Jokic fat. He called everybody fat, bro. Everybody called Jokic fat. He was fat. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. John, man, I think we need to talk about you when you're uh, your body shaming abilities. Fatophobia. Fatophobia. I don't know if that's a word. I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> but I don't think he's out of shape. I feel like they just babying him to the point they scared of him getting injured. And you cannot operate with a player like that. But I would say, go ahead, finish off, finish off, your, finish off it, what you're going to say. Because that's what starts off the now when he actually plays real minutes, his body doesn't know what it's like anymore because you're playing him 15, 20 minutes every night. So I, that's I would, not how you should operate. I would say, to your point, I don't think necessarily his weight is an issue. I'm not even trying to be funny. You can see. Like, in that fourth quarter in particular, that first half of that fourth quarter, he just started to drag his ass. Like, he was tired. That first, like, there was a point in that game where he went down. He's going down court. He, like, went down. Looked like he got fouled. Didn't get back up. And he just kind of dragged himself up and down the court like someone who was out of breath. Like, I, I was tired. They took him out for a while to let him recoup. He came back in, and he kind of helped them seal the game off. Um, Jaws a little bit more critical than everybody else's when it I'm comes not- to weight. I'm, no, it's just him. It's not. It's just him and Josh because Josh be telling. Yo, let me tell people on the outside of the podcast who don't be with us. Josh tells us, "Y'all got fat shame me so I can lose weight too." He said that to me, so I fat shame him. That's it. That's the truth. But Zion was fat and is fat. Oh, I, listen. I don't see somebody who's fat. I see. A, I see a rookie oh. who is uh, getting into game shape. Is that the, the fat people way of saying, I don't see color? Stop mm-hmm. it. What are you talking about? I don't see fat. Get out of here, bro. No, 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 no. Let's talk about the hypocrisy now. Yeah, just two episodes go, nigga was looking know. jacked. Yeah. He came in here looking jacked going into the bubble. Now he fat two weeks later. But you know how Instagram do use angles. He hit the right angle. You I, know no, what I'm saying? No, no, no. Everybody he shut up. Right everybody shut up. <laughs> I, I see Zion as a 20-year-old rookie struggling to keep up with some intense game speed and the actual game intensity picking up. But, That's but, what look, I but, look, but look, as an NBA player, how do you get in shape as an NBA player? You play the games. You don't play 15 yes. minutes a game. I, I feel you. I feel you. But you're, I'm not risking Zion in this bubble. Well... They just rather do it. and sealed him to wherever he wants to go in the next two years. No. Yes. Well, it's we, the first year. First off, it's still year one. But so that means after it. this contract is up, there's a team extension. After that rookie this contract is how it starts. He's going to be a restricted free agent. That means he ain't going nowhere until the Pelicans say so. So he's not getting traded until probably ever. Until probably ever. Of, yeah, probably. If I'm the Pelicans, but I don't see I don't see a rookie that's trying to get. I, clearly, he wants to play. He's young. We all want to play, but, but at the t- same time, you got to let him ease into it. I'm not trying to risk Zion being the number one pick. Minutes. But right, 15 minutes, yeah. Kind of to Ant's point. Kind of to Ant's point earlier is like they do gotta like minute restrict him to a point. But it's not more because of, yeah, he is out of shape. But it's also because he's injury prone. Zion been hurt on every level of high school, of basketball. Every level he's played on, he's been hurt and he's missed. He missed time. When we wanted I'm not to risking see, that. 
Yeah. Not high school. Not high okay. school. Okay. Because he was playing against. Come on. Let's go back to Zion High School film. Bro, Zion was playing in a junior Knicks development league. Like okay, that was what not was, a what was Giannis playing against? Yeah, but Giannis is never but Giannis, been hurt. Giannis was a raw Giannis prospect, don't get though. hurt. But Giannis don't get hurt. That's the point. That don't make any that what you're saying don't make no difference. He just didn't get hurt. Listen. Like because then Zion got to college, what? He got hurt. When Zion played in some league, that's, he got hurt. That's that's on that's With on Zion, PG I'm just, sneakers. I'm just he giving, got hurt because a PG sneakers couldn't handle. I'm you make you make it a lot of excuses. Listen, I'm just giving you the I'm just, I'm just giving you the facts. He you got hurt. PG? He got make hurt. Sneakers. Damn, Josh hate PG. If, if <laughs> we never get in the PG interview, believe that. Um, we he, never get in Spencer Dimity one either. Don't need it. He uh he he uh he gets <laughs> he gets hurt in in college, missing significant time. Gets hurt in summer league, but look, but look. no, let me finish. He get hurt in summer league. Gets to the NBA. Gets hurt, bro. He been hurt all the times we've been able to watch him. He pretty much let been me, hurt. Let me tell you what happened. Talk about Ant. Talk about Ant. Talk about Ant. Because this is not this is not what y'all gonna do right now. He got hurt, right? Uh huh. He got hurt in college. Uh-huh. He missed a week and a half. And you know what happened? You know what Coach K did? Coach K had him play the next game he played. 35 minutes. 36 minutes. You know why, 37 right? minutes. You want to know, Josh, you know why, right? But he bro, been coming back after that year. That's not his issue no more. Bro, 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 The Pelicans, he's on the Pelicans for four to five years minimum. Bro. Before that rookie contract is up. Bro, Alvin Gentry, you just lost your job. I hope you know. You're Don't put that on Alvin Gentry. Because I rock Alvin Gentry. You know, I'll put that on Alvin Gentry. He lost nah. his job. The, the restriction is not coming from Alvin. It's coming from the front office. He lost his Alvin job. Alvin Gentry wants him to play, for sure. He lost his job. If I'm oh. front office, I'm, I'm putting that minutes cap on Zion, too. But mm-hmm. I would I, I think, and they use a different, a weird term. It's like burst. Burst. It's, it's not a minute. Like It's like burst limit. Like, he only allowed to play three minutes straight at one point. But um, which is disgusting. Which is Ridiculous, stupid, bro. But I think we're in 2020. 2020. 2020. <laughs> what What did that mean, Josh? What does it mean? Oh, explain he that could play. He could play. He could play 20 minutes. He could play 25 minutes. Like, are you we are not. We're not. In the, we're not in the front office. We're are not you a doctor, Josh? professionals. Yes, I actually studied this. Sports medicine. Talk Sports shit, medicine. Talk your shit, Kingsborough. Kingsborough. Talk it. Community college. Let them know the credentials, man. You didn't have to say community college. You could have left that Kingsborough. No, no, let no, them know. They know what it is. They know oh, what God. it is. Get the fuck out of here. Listen. How did this become a Kingsborough ad? Look, 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 look. Zion. Sponsored got to say, <laughs> He got to stay on that minutes restriction. Because I don't want to. I'm just asking for 25 minutes. 15, at least. 25 is a stretch. What? Oh, my. This, this guy is 19, 20. I don't give a fuck. At most, he getting 20. Max. You're telling a 20-year-old, no, nah, 15 minutes, man. You you know, there's Nigga, too much do you want to play? Body. Yeah. Anthony, Yo, Josh. Anthony Krause over here. Talk about <laughs> Anthony playing 50, Krause. Playing tw- you playing 20 minutes. <laughs> hey, deal with it. Nigga, yep. I'll see you next season. All 82. You better play all 82 if you bitching oh, about minutes. Oh, oh my God. No, 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 Since we got... Let me just start my... my initial point off. Let me just start my Zion my Zion hot take. Zion will never play 82 games in a season. Oh, Okay, that's fair. But I'm saying the Pelicans have enough talent without Zion. Like, they don't got scrubs on their team. 
they can hold up with Zion on the bench. They got another All Star, bro. They got Lon. They got other people. They don't have All Star. The All Star. They don't have another All Star. They only have one All Star. They only have one. They have one, and he's playing. Oh, and the and a borderline one, Drew Holiday. And that's good enough. Most teams don't have. Most teams in the bubble don't have that. Oh my God, bro! All right. So the Pelicans for this season. The, the Pelicans for this season, bro, they have enough on their team where Zion could play limited minutes and it won't affect them back. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say this. City out for this. next season. If you believe in Zion playing 15 minutes, I feel sorry for y'all kids because y'all going to be babying these these little All I said little was babies. old school. Josh talking now. Oh old God. school. Josh like, back in my no. day. Back in back my day. day you, him, hey, you walk 15 miles to school. We talking about a basketball game. <laughs> Come on, son. You like, come on, man. What's going on? Because then, what if he hurts himself, Josh? Huh? No, huh? What if he hurts himself? Oh wow! Oh wow! That's your job. That's your ass. This is gonna lose his job anyway. This is executive. Alvin Gentry is gonna lose his job anyway. Let's be honest. No, he's not. He's doing the right thing. Josh. Listen, Alvin Gentry, keep doing what you're doing. So are Kudos. you asking me, is he going to lose his job because of the way he's handling this situation? Or is gonna he's going to lose his job anyway. Yes. Alvin Gentry will not be the, the, the coach there in Zion's second contract. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's just how teams be doing Alvin Gentry. But yeah, I do. Dirty, yes. But I, um, I don't know. If, if you ask me, do I feel like the Pelicans are handling this right? No. Um, I think the better thing, like, you want your best players to play minutes that matter. So, like, if you can only play him, say, 20 minutes a game, how about you play him five the minutes last. five minutes in the, sec- the second half of the, the end of every quarter? You know what I'm saying? Like, when the game matters. You know so, like, I don't know. I'm not a coach. At least trot him out there with the bench unit or something. Something that, could, something that can give him meaningful minutes and can, like, maximize his minutes. So but did he really not look out of shape to y'all in that game, the game against um, oh. the one he won? A lot of players look out of shape, but not but like him. To, no, I'm talking about like in just in general if they look out of shape. But you have to play to get back in shape. That Fifteen minutes is, is not going to help you. I agree with that. You do have to play to get in shape. Come on, how else you think you're going to get in shape? Alvin Gentry. Practice is for David Griffin. What you think practice is for? You think niggas just show up to games and that's it? Oh like, you don't practice? God, like, you don't man. have conditioning coach? What? Well, what do you think the whole staff is there for? Conditioning coaches? All right. Assistant coaches? Let me just give y'all an update of why we're talking about the Pelicans, why we might need to stop talking about the Pelicans, is they're currently losing 134 to 118 to the Sacramento Kings. Um, at the moment? At the moment. Zion Williamson has 24 points and two rebounds. I don't like this thing about him not How many minutes played? How many minutes played? We're about to find out. Just Man. for the sake of discussion. Because y'all was really fighting. <sighs> Josh really tired of us babying him. Why y'all, why you babying him, man? I'm, 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 try- uh, I'm, I'm, not- I'm just trying to be reasonable. Not just Z- Zion. Zion's people- clear. Zion is 22 clear. minutes, people. 22. 22 minutes. People baby a lot of basketball stars, upcoming stars for everything. Like everybody who knows me knows my criticism on PG. I retired from it, so I'm not going to bring that up again. But <laughs> that's another reason of people. That's another just example of people babying stars. 
PG might be the most one of the most polarizing stars in a long time because I have debates about him and where he ranks in the NBA, and pe- it varies. People, some people got him top five, some people got him in the top twenty. And here's an underrated fact: Ant knows. Long time ago, I was the one critic. I was criticizing Kyrie, just like I was criticizing PG until he won that check. I'm like, yo, he he made me shut up. He made me shut up. He showed up when it mattered. Josh, we don't need no more PG slander. Oh, I didn't say nothing about him. All I'm going to say is... None of the boys. Yo, chill out before I send, send Bubble TJ Warren to go talk to your boys. Because you see how you're doing these dudes out here. Don't make me send Bubble TJ to your crib. We're going to give y'all 43, 43.5. We just... we just 43.5. I'm just saying, 43.5. Because we're averaging. Shout out to TJ Warren. All right? <laughs> TJ Kawhi Bubble Warren. <laughs> TJ Kawhi Bubba Warren. Shout um, out to, um, averaging 39.7 points per game. In the that's another great story from the bubble. TJ Warren has found his superstar potential. I don't know what he tapped into. I don't know what he was doing over quarantine. I don't know if this is not fans heckling him, making fun of his neck braids. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you think but the NBA drug test him? Absolutely. They have to. Yeah, they absolutely. have to. I would. I don't, I, it is, well, all right. I'm going to say this before we continue with the teacher word. He is a very good basketball player. Very good. Before this. He was averaging 20. He was averaging 18 the season before. It's just that he gets injured a lot. Yeah. His durability is always been an issue, but he's always able to put up baskets. Like, yeah. he's, always a, he's always a good scorer. Um, was he with Minnesota? Was he with Indiana last year too? No. Okay. He was with Phoenix last year. He was with Phoenix. He got traded in the summer. Okay. Um. Yeah. The change, the change of scenery, especially with Oladipo being out and Brogdon, I guess, kind of being, I don't know, whatever Brogdon's been doing this season, he's been like kind of quiet, but efficient, and, and, and let TJ Warren. Get comfortable with being the scorer, especially in those people's absence. So, are we okay with saying, like, say they were giving out bubble MVP? Would TJ Warren currently be the bubble MVP? Yes. Him, him, and um, Devin Booker are the leading candidates. This is true. Devin Booker. I was going to ask y'all that next. Like, I agree. With that. Who's your favorite team of the of the bubble? But who has been your favorite player to watch during this bubble? Favorite player to watch during this bubble. Yeah, who's which was who's who's giving giving you the bubble? Like, damn, this guy came here to ball out. Um, um definitely TJ Warren because I did not see that coming. I you, everybody knows Devin Booker is gonna get his twenty eight and like six assists, five rebounds, whatever. So you knew it was coming from him. TJ Warren was more of the surprise factor to me. I was yeah, like, for this, sure. this man, and he's cooking. Legit defenders. It's not like he's doing it against scrubs. He's he did his fifty-three point game against Ben Simmons. Philly. Yep. Philly. They have jo- Josh Richardson, Ben Simmons, and Bead in the paint. One of the biggest teams the in the You feel me? Like that is very really impressive. And then just to come back the next game and score thirty-four, um, like twelve rebounds, four assists, four steals, four blocks. That's Kawhi shit. Y'all think T.J. Warren standing outside Jimmy Butler hotel window like the Warriors clacking two bottles? Jimmy, come out and play. You know what I mean? I feel like he. I feel like that since that last encounter that them two had, they both put this on their calendar. And I feel like since the day is actually coming closer, 
they're just playing well more of TJ Warren since he's more of the underdog. He's playing up to it. Like he knows he has that mark in his calendar. TJ TJ Warren 150% has a picture of Jimmy Butler on his wall with darts in the eyes. He has been he's waiting for him. He's definitely pulling his best uh, get rich to die shrine when he had uh Rick James on the mirror. That's mm-hmm. TJ Warren with that's TJ Warren with the Jimmy Butler right now cuz I haven't seen he's averaging 40 in the bubble. 39.7 points per game. Ain't, Ain't much more to say after that. You average your 40. That's right. That's right. That's all that's all that needs to be said. Say that say the um the field goal percentage and the three points percentage. I have to go look that up at I'll the moment. I, I think I think <laughs> I, I think field goal percentage is sixty percent, three point percentage is sixty one percent. Yeah, something around those numbers, which is really unreal. That's not human. That's Walt Chamberlain shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say my favorite player of the bubble, and then I just wanna say something about this Kings and uh, Pelicans game. Okay. My favorite player of the bubble. Besides the TJ Warren and Devin Booker's that surprised the hell out of us. Uh, I'm going to go Luca Again, I feel like I've been a big Luca advocate this whole podcast. But, uh, because he drafted him in fantasy this year, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. And you're so transparent, bro. Okay, first off, you're not going <laughs> to call me names. I got into the question. Niggas calling me names now. Um, yeah, Luca's nice, man. I forget. He had like a triple-double. Josh making faces at me. I wish I could see it. Um, yeah, man, he's really keep, keeping the ass alive, bro, in my opinion. I really love that um, deep breakdown you just gave us on why Luka Doncic is your player. Wait, I was on the guest there, but Josh out here. I'm trying to be professional. What did I say? I didn't say nothing. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's the heart and soul of the fucking last team, man. Like, honestly, so, that everything revolves around him at this point. I know, like, he had the, the crazy game. I forgot how many rebounds it was. 34, it was like, 20, and 12. 34, 20, and 12. That's pretty much... He that's tripled Porzingis' rebounds for that night. I was, I was going to get to that point because Porzingis is one of the... Him and Boba on the team. Two of the tallest people on the spot. And it's Luca pulling out the most rebounds. So then pulling out the double-digit assists on top of, on top of 30 points. And that's the kind of performances that, like, it goes on record now. That's something we look at impressive now. But it's only the, it's only the intro. I feel that's what's coming next for Super Doncic on the five. Okay, I might surprise y'all because, like, we can't. T.J. Warren clearly is everyone's bubble player. But yeah, I would say the player I've been most shocked by in the bubble is Michael Porter Jr. Like, do I mm, believe that this is sustain? Like, could he sustain this? I'm not sure. But that's what they, they he was the number one prospect coming out of high school when he was recruited. He had some injury problems in Missouri. Uh, was it Missouri State? I think it was mm-hmm. Missouri State. And he got hurt. He fell in the draft. A lot of people said if he could turn into the player he was supposed to be, the Nuggets got to steal the draft. Looks like they got to steal the draft because he's had back to back 30 points and 30 points, 10, re- 10 plus rebound games. And. Listen, the Nuggets have always been one perimeter scorer away, perimeter playmaker away from being a real contender. I do not think this is the year because he still has some real big dogs to get through in the West before he can do that. But if he can stay healthy and this team come back next year, they would, they're going to they're gonna be really high on title favorites if he can stay healthy and continue to play like this because 6'10", jump shot handle, like you really can't make it up. 
this this bubble to me it's been like a crystal ball of like what the future has to hold in terms of next season and seasons after that because you definitely see people showing flashes in these in these games so far uh you see michael porter jr back-to-back 30 plus point games you have bowl bowl getting he's he's making most of the minutes that he's having you see a bunch of the younger, like everybody else who has Brandon, young players. Brandon Ingram, Bam Abadabadu. Bam Adebayo has been one. You definitely see all the young players who are showing flashes of greatness and the, the players who are currently in their prime showing dominance. You see Giannis, you see Dame. It's definitely a crystal ball of the future was to come. Yeah, that's 100% facts. Can't argue anything there because the young guys been balling. Some of the older guys, to be honest, have not looked as crisp as you might want them to look. The Clippers nor the Lakers look the way we would want them to. Like, Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. He's going to do Anthony Davis things. LeBron has, has looked to age a little bit, if we being honest. Like, field goal percentage is down. Um, it's just not the same king. You know what I mean? You, you know he's LeBron, so we will wait for the postseason before we truly judge him. But what we're seeing now hasn't. And the Clippers, like, like, listen, I get it. Devin Booker hit a big shot, but you lost to the Suns. You shouldn't have lost to the Suns. Um, it's just – so the young teams have been making a real noise. And I do really think the Lakers are a team that could be upset. I, there's a lot of teams out west. Of course, we would have to find out who locks in that um, – the 8-9 seed, which is actually where I want to go next before we go on to the Lakers – who do y'all think will be the two teams playing for the eighth and ninth seed out west? The, um, the, the playing, the playing um, series. The playing series. Yeah, who will be the eighth seed? Who will be the ninth seed? Will, uh, let me look at the standings right it now. Will be the Trailblazers and the Suns. Trailblazers and the Suns. I I don't see. I don't know what's going on in um, FedEx Forum over there. But they they have not looked like themselves at all. This whole bubble season, whatever you want to call it. Jaron Jackson got injured, so I don't I don't see the Grizzlies uh, maintaining that AC spot. San Antonio in the mix, but I'm not gonna lie, San Antonio's been in purgatory all season long, so I really don't care for them. Uh, the Suns are riding the hot hand right now, so I gotta agree with Josh. It's looking like Portland and the Suns, and the Kings are just on the brink of. Look at well, they're tied with Phoenix, so got to see how this plays out. The finisher that uh, Kings and Pelicans, okay. And if my pick for the playing game will be Portland versus San Antonio, I see because currently Portland is a game behind Memphis, so that's the AFC looks like theirs, especially with Jaron Jackson out. Well, they have the best chances for the AFC. Then the Spurs are right behind them. And listen, we the Spurs could be in purgatory. They could be the most boring team ever. They still are coached by Greg Popovich, who is the number one coach that I would pick to coach for one game. If I needed to win a game and I need one coach to make up a game plan, it would be Pop. And the Pelicans don't look like a team that is ready to make the postseason, per se. And Phoenix will Phoenix it up. I don't see – so I, <laughs> that's just how I see it. I think Phoenix will do Phoenix things at some point unless Devin Booker is continue this super Saiyan effort he's having to carry them. But yeah, my go, my pick for that eight, nine playing will be Portland versus San Antonio. And that series, I will have Portland because they have the more talented roster. So Portland to me will be the team that gets the eighth seed and plays the Lakers in the first round. 
And yeah. Portland is definitely the AFC favorite. Yes. And if you're going to segue straight into, like, what's up with the Lakers, what's up with the Clippers, they don't look as sharp as they should be. I don't think – like, I don't know if Portland can beat the Lakers, but they can definitely make that series way more difficult than a 1-8 series usually is. I can see that series so, seven. I could. Six, seven. That could be a six, seven game series for sure. Portland and, and Lakers? Yes. Uh, I don't know about seven. The Lakers perimeter defense is terrible. Like, to, I, got, like I got that question for you. Go ahead. Who do you think will get upset first, the Lakers or the Clippers? Like in the postseason? In the postseason. Maybe the Clippers if they go against the Rockets. Do you think it depends on seeding or? It depends on the seeding. Because, all right, as, as constructed right now, all right, so we're going to keep Memphis in the eighth seed. Right now, the Lakers will play Memphis. That would be an easy walk-off for the Lakers. The Clippers will play Dallas, which will be a bigger series than people would want to give credit to, but that's going to be a series. They might go five, might go six, but I can see. You never know with Luka because he could be the best player in that series. Um, Denver versus Houston, that can go either way, but I do – I have the Rockets. I just don't see – I don't see that. Like, yo, I don't know. that The small ball, that's a hard one. I'm just, I'm just going to name them so we can get out of here. And you got Utah versus OKC, which all – these are all good series here. Nah, um, Utah is getting packed up in five. You think so? By OKC? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. OKC, the OKC does have the size to deal with them. But just to get back to the Lakers and the Clippers real quick, um, the Lakers are two and two right now. They went win-loss, win-loss, and the Clippers are currently two, one and two with one win, two losses. So the two best teams out West, and if we go to Milwaukee, the best team in the league is one and two. Lost to the Nets, which was really gross, and um, was pro- properly handled by um, Houston in their game. So do you think a lot of this is the top seeds know that they're pretty much locked in to where they're going to be regardless and there is no, like, um, real preference to having a higher seed because all games are played on a neutral court? Do you think Milwaukee, Milwaukee kind of has a nonchalant feel about the, the eight games seeding? Uh, I'm not buying that only because everybody had the same four months off. Yeah. So you you can't just take these eight games off and expect to – have a switch for the playoffs. No, you're right, but I, I, I may, maybe for the what top I, for the top seeds, not Memphis. Yeah, but I think Milwaukee knows no matter who they play in that eight seed in the East, they're gonna win that series. They could play themselves into shape in that series. That could they could use a playoff series to play, work themselves out. But at no point should a championship team be down in the first half. I know Giannis only played the first half. They were down the whole first half. To G Leaguers. Yeah. You should true. not be confident about that at all. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I agree with you. I'm just saying the games really don't matter for them. These games the, they don't. They don't. You know what I mean? They are the one seed, regardless of how the, the season works out at this point. Especially at East. But, um I do feel you there. I don't think that it will be smart for them to take these games lightly because when these teams are already in like as best as close as they will be to midseason form, and you're still playing yourself into shape, you can end up in bad situations, especially in the NBA. Like, so the Lakers, the Bucks, and the Clippers, they can't play with their seeding. I think they need to like figure things out, lock things in, because you don't want to get caught slipping when all these teams are playing at such a high level, especially the Lakers with Portland. I do see there being a real problem because no one can guard AD, but if I can throw. 
um, Nurkic, Whiteside, Zach Collins at him on like as a three-headed big man monster, that is hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the highest seeds, I feel like they're taking this um, the bubble as or whatever, but they should be they should be very much afraid of playing with these games the way they've been playing with these games. Yeah, I feel like these teams at the, at the top of the conferences, they haven't been showing out as we expected them to. But, but I feel like the Bucks, they can't lose any more games or any more grounds. I feel like they're locked in for the first seed, but you don't want to lose that momentum with Toronto being the best team in the bubble at the moment. Yep. The Celtics are the Celtics. TJ Warren in the Pacers and Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Like, there's yeah. a lot of sneaky, sneaky teams in the East that can get them out of it. Milwaukee, Milwaukee really does not want to see um, Miami. That's who I think they really don't want to see. I think Miami and Toronto are the two teams. Like, Boston got the offensive power, but we're talking about with the ability to guard Giannis. Like, I feel like Miami is their worst matchup. Yeah, because um, Bam can guard Giannis one on one. You don't have to double team him. You could just throw Bam at Giannis, and Jimmy uh, can Jimmy Butler can switch, and then you got Iguodala. You got three premier defenders. Um, I and my thing is, um, Milwaukee—they give up the most threes out of all the teams in the league. Did not know that. They give up the most teams in the league, most threes in the league. That's why it ties back into the Rockets giving the Nets the. the t- tip of keep shooting threes throughout the game. Milwaukee gives it the most threes in Miami. Meanwhile, on the other end of that, got, they lead the league. So, oh, yeah, Toronto. Yeah, so they're both of them at the same time. They hit their threes. Open threes, that's not something the Bucks want to do. And they got Bam to, to kind of restrain mm-hmm. Giannis a little bit. Yeah. He's big enough and quick enough. I, I didn't believe um because, you know, this guy is really kind of like – crazy with some of his taste, Colin Coward, when he said the most pressure is not on some of the biggest star- stars in this bubble, is on Chris Middleton. And I'm actually trying to, starting to see it because as the second option, you really need to show up, especially when Giannis, it's just you and Giannis, and then it's a big fall off to who the third guy is. Would have been really nice to have Malcolm Brogdon right now. It would have, yeah. So that's why I was just like, there's a lot of pressure on Chris Middleton, this whole bubble, to see what's going to happen with Giannis and the Bucks. Um, a, a quick tidbit, talking to, just to bring up Malcolm Brogdon. A while back, I was at work, and I was speaking to a, um, an assistant from the Indiana Pacers. And he, I brought up Malcolm Brogdon because he was really balling out at the time. And I was like, well, you guys really excited when you got him? And his exact words was, we couldn't believe Milwaukee picked Bledsoe over him. And that was it. So, Milwaukee, that is how you're... Drop a bomb, drop a bomb. Drop a flex bomb on that one. I will not... Nah, we're breaking news. I will not reveal this man's name, but it happened. This was a thing that happened in my life. So, Indiana was really happy that you guys picked Eric Bledsoe over Malcolm Brogdon. They didn't even understand how you got there. Draw is coming for you, Woj. Come on, Woj. This is, this is facts. You know what I'm saying? He said it's face-to-face. We was an old, no text message, man. We was talking. Might have been over a cash register, but whatever, B. Um, so, yeah, that's um, how I think Milwaukee could really use Malcolm Brogdon right now. I think the, the the inability of having other playmakers on the floor and Eric Bledsoe, who can't hit um, water off a boat. So, that's going to hurt him. Yeah. And another thing that's going to hurt another title contending team is the fact that Ben Simmons – will be missing significant time with a dislocated kneecap 
there's probably a more scientific term for that, but I don't want to use it. So, hey, bachelor's degree. Bachelor's degree. What's the, what's, what's the term, Mister? Um, I okay, graduated I'm, college. Can I look up the injury specifically first? <laughs> but this, let me give y'all a little tidbit what the injury is. Um, another player who had it was Andrew Bynum. You all That's know never, a never a good song. Never a good song. I thing. believe, I believe Ben Simmons can recover from it, hopefully. But it's not, like they said, it's not a good sign that Andrew Bynum was the last one to have this knee problem. And... With that said, Ant, you got anything else to say about the Ben Simmons knee injury? Um, Let's go back to Ant with the news. <laughs> Let's go back to Ant. All right, listen. Ben Simmons with this injury. Is it time for the I'm hot take? I'm not feeling the sixes. Is it hot it's take time? Let's go. Drop the bomb. Drop the bomb. Hot takes with Ant. Anybody, <laughs> anybody who knows me, hot I've been saying about this. <laughs> I've been saying that the sixes have to blow this up. Uh, I'm not a believer in Ben Simmons, uh, even before the injury. I wasn't. But I feel like they need to trade both Embiid and Simmons away. I feel like they're both great. I feel like they're both great individually, and they're both good together. But as individually, Ben Simmons can't stay healthy. I I feel like Josh has brought up his injury. The Knicks just need to trade Embiid and Simmons, bro. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> That's all I wanted to get on. All right, yo, and I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a lead you into it. I'm going to lead you into it. Lead Bro, you. I'm about to report this. Shit. All right, all right. So, Aunt, earlier today, Ant had a hot take. A, the hot take of hot takes for a while. It has to do with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, 76ers. Ant, can you give the people of the dead-ass army your motherfucking hot take? Sixers need paid. And Ben Simmons. That is my hot take. Don't tell me it's doing this shit again. Your hot take is, is so your hot take, your hot take was, <laughs> Don't tell me this shit. So your hot take was the Sixers should trade Ben Simmons and MNB. That's your hot take. That's my hot take. Yes, How did you come to this conclusion? <laughs> they both have their imperfections. Yes. They both have their things where indeed it's turnover prone. Ben Simmons still can't shoot. <laughs> so <laughs> they need to cut their losses and just trade both it up and see if we can get back. I feel like the return package is usually better. It will be better than what you're going to get in Indeed and Ben Simmons playing together. That's my yeah. hot take. I agree that one of them should be traded. I, I don't both. think in this NBA you trade away two talents like this for maybes. You're not going to get sure things back for both of them. You're going to get you're going to get like pieces. You're going to get um four quarters on the dollar. You're going to give up a dollar and you're going to get four quarters. You might get a 50 cent piece, but you're not going to get back another dollar. They're not giving you back these I pieces. feel I feel like one of them you're able to get something sure thing back. I think you, I think you get more back for Embiid. Whichever one, whichever one you get more back from, more bang on your dollar, you strike on that one. And then the rest, you just keep finding better pieces. Because they're, yeah, they're both talented, but they don't complement each other at all. At all. They do not. So it's just, it's like in 2K and GM mode, you just sign the best two people and hope for the best. That's what the, that's what the, the Sixers are doing. 
and that shit doesn't that rarely works. Yeah, the Sixers' biggest issue is that the geometry of the court is off when they're on the court together because both of them operate from the same positions, like the most effectively, or like when Ben Simmons is attacking, Embiid is just standing in the paint, or when Ben Simmons and with Embiid, you don't necessarily want your seven foot, two hundred and eighty pound monster of a center standing at the three point line shooting threes. You want him around the rim, you know. So they kind of are counterproductive for each other. So. I hear where your hot take came from, but I would not trade both of them. I would trade one of them. Well, it is not Jaws' hot take. It is Anthony's hot take. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm trading both of them. Talk so, your shit, King. My bad. That's right. Took us like three attempts to get off this one, but finally made it through. People won't know that, bro. I'm just going to edit it. Fuck you just telling people the business. One take hold, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to do one take hold, bro. It's all. You can't be like, can't be like me. Uh, so... With that said, <laughs> I think we're at the end of the episode. Thank God. I think we covered everything. The, the bubble's been amazing. The games have been interesting. The only real debates are, oh, oh you got something to say, Josh? Um, just before we depart with um the deadass only Maniacs Army, Maniacs Army um... I just wanted to let y'all know, please, on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this podcast, give us a five-star rating. It really helps us. Um, <laughs> it does. But please, um, that's where our stuff will be more, you know, um, what's, what's the word? Seen and um, recommendable. So please, and thank you for your support lately on social media, on listening to the podcast, because it means a lot to us. And it's crying from actually thinking about what what the growth that we've shown over the last month or so, whatever. It's been longer than a month, but, No, we, we really do appreciate y'all. Um, shout out to all our fans. Thank you. Yes, we appreciate all the love, all support, all the shares, all the likes, and we will be coming back soon with more content for you we'll be more the day that's only website is coming we have we're gonna YouTube have more coming youtube coming there's a lot of content coming so i appreciate everybody who's been here from the beginning and supporting us um like josh said rate subscribe all that stuff share to your friends tell a friend to tell a friend you know what i mean that has only podcast we appreciate that love and with that said it's time for us to sign off so i am your host ja i have been had the honor of spending the day with my grimy crimies, my cohorts, my partners in crime, my partners in potting, Mr. Oh My. Josh, a.k.a. Joshua, a.k.a. Joshua Dominus, a.k.a. Oh My Josh. And the yeah, tagless, <laughs> the tagless, the incomparable, the always agitated, the now king of the clout, Mr. Ant. Wait, Mr. Leo, Mr. Sensitive. Mmm. Mr. I got a lion Mr. tattoo. Wait, wait. Before before I get out of here. Mr. Tobias Harris. I just want to let everybody know my co-host here, man. They make me on the verge of this mental breakdown. Oh, my God. I just want to let that be known to everybody. Deuces, y'all. I'm going to show that we're going to cause you a mental breakdown. Not, That's right. Not the wild ways you live your life. He's gaslighting, y'all. Don't accuse. Don't do that. That's gaslighting right there. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'ma let the I'ma let women fight this one on their own. <laughs> <laughs>